0: Welcome to the Bible 365 podcast, delivering God's Word to you every day, walking with fellow Christians through the entire Bible in one year. Each book of the Bible is read by a different member of Holy Trinity Lutheran Church in Edmond, Oklahoma, bringing new voices to a timeless story. Let's hear God's Word for today. 1 Samuel chapter 28. At that time... The Philistines gathered their military units into one army to fight against Israel. So Achish said to David, You know, of course, that you and your men must march out in the army with me. David replied to Achish, Good, you will find out what your servant can do. So Achish said to David, Very well, I will appoint you as my permanent bodyguard. By this time Samuel had died. All Israel had mourned for him and buried him in Ramah, his city, and Saul had removed the mediums and spirits from the land. The Philistines gathered and camped at Shunem. So Saul gathered all Israel, and they camped at Gilboa. When Saul saw the Philistine camp, he was afraid, and his heart pounded. He inquired of the Lord, but the Lord did not answer him in dreams, or by the Urim, or by the prophets. Saul then said to his servants, Find me a woman who is a medium, so I can go and consult her. His servants replied, There is a woman at Endor who is a medium. Saul disguised himself by putting on different clothes and set out with two of his men. They came to the woman at night, and Saul said, Consult a spirit for me. Bring up for me the one I tell you. But the woman said to him, You surely know what Saul has done, how he has cut off the mediums and spiritists from the land. Why are you setting a trap for me to get me killed? Then Saul swore to her by the Lord, As surely as the Lord lives, no punishment will come to you from this. "'Who is it that you want me to bring up for you?' the woman asked. "'Bring up Samuel for me,' he answered. "'When the woman saw Samuel, she screamed, and then she asked Saul, "'Why did you deceive me? You are Saul!' But the king said to her, "'Don't be afraid. What do you see?' "'I see a spirit form coming up out of the earth,' the woman answered. Then Saul asked her, "'What does he look like?' "'An old man is coming up,' she replied. "'He's wearing a robe.' Then Saul knew that it was Samuel, and he knelt low with his face to the ground and paid homage. Why have you disturbed me by bringing me up? Samuel asked Saul. I'm in serious trouble, replied Saul. The Philistines are fighting against me, and God has turned away from me. He doesn't answer me anymore, even through the prophets or in dreams. So I've called on you to tell me what I should do. Samuel answered, Since the Lord has turned away from you and has become your enemy, why are you asking me? The Lord has done exactly what he said through me. The Lord has torn the kinship out of your hand and given it to your neighbor David. You did not obey the Lord and did not carry out his burning anger against Amalek. Therefore the Lord has done this to you today. The Lord will also hand Israel over to the Philistines along with you. Tomorrow you and your sons will be with me, and the Lord will handle Israel's army over to the Philistines. Immediately Saul fell flat to the ground and He was terrified by Samuel's words, and was also weak because he had not eaten anything all day and night. The woman came over to Saul, and she saw that he was terrified and said to him, Look, your servant has obeyed you. I took my life in my hands and did what you told me to do. Now please listen to your servant. Let me get some food in front of you. Eat it, and it will give you strength so you can go on your way. He refused, saying, I won't eat. But when his servants and the woman urged him, he listened to them. He got up off the ground and sat on the bed. The woman had a fattened calf at her house, and she quickly slaughtered it. She also took flour, kneaded it, and baked unleavened bread. She served it to Saul and his servants, and they ate. Afterward, they got up and left that night. 1 Samuel chapter 29 The Philistines brought all their military units together at Aphek while Israel was camped by the spring in Jezreel. As the Philistine leaders were passing in review with their units of hundreds and thousands, David and his men were passing in review behind them with Akish. Then the Philistine commanders asked, What are these Hebrews doing here? Akish answered the Philistine commanders, That is David, servant of King Saul of Israel. He has been with me a considerable period of time. From the day he defected until today I found no fault with him. The Philistine commanders, however, were enraged with Akish and told him, Send that man back and let him return to the place you assigned him. He must not go down with us into battle only to become our adversary during the battle. What better way could he ingratiate himself with his master than with the heads of our men? Isn't this the David they sing about during their dances? Saul has killed his thousands, but David his tens of thousands? So Achish summoned David and told him, As the Lord lives, you are an honorable man. I think it is good to have you fighting in this unit with me, because I have found no fault in you from the day you came to me until today. But the leaders don't think you are reliable. Now go back quietly, and you won't be doing anything the Philistine leaders think is wrong. But what have I done? David replied to Achish. From the first day I entered your service until today, what have you found against your servant to keep me from going to fight against the enemies of my lord the king? Achish answered David, I am convinced that you are as reliable as an angel of God, but the Philistine commanders have said, He must not go into battle with us. So get up early in the morning you and your master's servants who came with you. When you've all gotten up early, go as soon as it's light. So David and his men got up early in the morning to return to the land of the Philistines, and the Philistines went up to Jezreel.
1: Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 through 32. On that day Jesus went out of the house and was sitting by the sea. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat down, while the whole crowd stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, Consider the sower who went out to sow. As he sowed, some seed fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Other seed fell on rocky ground, where it didn't have much soil, and it grew up quickly since the soil wasn't deep. But when the sun came up, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns came up and choked it. Still other seed fell on good ground and produced fruit, some a hundred, some sixty, and some thirty times what was sown. Let anyone who has ears listen. Then the disciples came up and asked him, Why are you speaking to them in parables? He answered, Because the secrets of the kingdom of heaven have been given for you to know, but it has not been given to them. For whoever has, more will be given to him, and he will have more than enough. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. That is why I speak to them in parables, because looking they do not see, and hearing they do not listen or understand. Isaiah's prophecy is fulfilled in them, which says, You will listen and listen, but never understand. You will look and look, but never perceive. For this people's heart has grown callous. Their ears are hard of hearing, and they have shut their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their hearts, and turn back, and I would heal them. Blessed are your eyes because they do see, and your ears because they do hear. For truly I tell you, many prophets and righteous people long to see the things you see, but didn't see them, to hear the things you hear, but didn't hear them. So listen to the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word about the kingdom and doesn't understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the one sown along the path, and the one sown on rocky ground. This is one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. But he has no root and is short-lived. When distress or persecution comes because of the word, immediately he falls away. Now the one sown among the thorns, this is one who hears the word, but the worries of this age and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. But the one sown on the good ground, This is one who hears and understands the word, who does produce fruit and yields some a hundred, some sixty, some thirty times what was sown. He presented another parable to them. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while people were sleeping, his enemy came, sowed weeds among the wheat, and left. When the plants sprouted and produced grain, then the weeds also appeared. The landowner's servant came to him and said, Master, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Then where did the weeds come from? An enemy did this, he told them. So do you want us to go and pull them up? The servants asked him. No, he said. When you pull up the weeds, you might also uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. At harvest time, I'll tell the reapers, Gather the weeds first and tie them in bundles to burn them, but collect the wheat in my barn. He presented another parable to them. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his field. It's the smallest of all the seeds, but when grown, it's taller than the garden plants and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the sky come and nest in its branches."
0: Love one another and love your neighbor.